promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. We pray to you, our Father in heaven, that you would not regard our sins nor deny our requests on account of them, for we are not worthy of anything that we ask and have not earned it. Grant us all through grace, though we daily commit many sins and deserve chastisement alone. Help us also on our part to forgive and readily to do good to those who sin against us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, that prayer is basically the prayer we're going to be using for this coming Sunday, dealing with the the fifth petition. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, or the, the traditional forgive us our debts as we forgive the, forgive our debtors, or forgive us our sins as, as we forgive those who, who sin against us. And this should be one of the most troubling of texts for you and, and for me. In part because it hits us, right, in saying that we're praying in this that God should forgive us in some ways in only the way that we forgive those who have sinned against us, which is not, um, shall we say, the best prayer to pray, right? Because if you know yourself, you know that that is not the easiest thing to do. To ask God to forgive us the way that we forgive because if you're at all like me, I would have to say that I'm probably hesitant on forgiveness in comparison to the way God has forgiven me. And I think that's just normal human behavior. I think it's part of the reason why we have to pray for it every single day. I think it's why Christ includes it in the Lord's Prayer, because he knows that we are not capable, that even though we want to forgive as we have been forgiven, we are more apt towards holding a vendetta, to holding a sin against someone that happened 50 years ago than we are to forgive which is why I think we have to pray this over and over and over again in the hopes that we might know how much we have been forgiven, that we might forgive. The, the passage out of Matthew 6 where we get the, the Lord's Prayer, after the, the prayer portion is finished, it says, For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. And that's interesting, right? That we have this petition here, but then we have the petition about uh, bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we have the doxology after that. All these things that that um, get get that get in the way of what we're supposed to be looking at with the Our Father, and yet Christ adds on verses fourteen and fifteen in Matthew six, talking about. For if you forgive others 
their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. It almost tells me that what comes with our faith, what comes with the work of the Holy Spirit in us is this working that has to continually be upon our hearts that we might turn ourselves towards Christ to feast upon his forgiveness that's been given to us that we might have it so overwhelmingly, so overflowing within us that it pours out from us onto others. As though it's like you have a pitcher of water and Christ is that pitcher of water and we're this empty glass and that water is getting poured in that pitcher, filling up that, or poured from that pitcher into that glass, filling up that glass. And then eventually that glass is going to reach it, it's, its absolute fullness and then it starts running over, which is why uh, uh, the, the Christian, the sinner that has been brought to faith in Christ cannot get enough of hearing about the forgiveness of sins in the name of Christ. It cannot hear enough about the redemption accomplished through the blood of Christ and is always in need of it. Well, a couple of things from resources that I have that always have, have struck me and, and continue to stick with me when it comes to the, this, this confession and, and forgiveness and everything else. The first comes out of um, Doberstein's prayer book for pastors. Um, out of the, the Thursday installment, which that's Friday. Let me get to let me get to Thursday. You'd think I would have been more prepared since I'm the one doing this video. <laughs> um, but there it says uh, in Doberstein's prayer book, the the original, the the old one that goes with the old uh, service book and hymnal, Lutheran service book and hymnal. It begins f with a versicle, a, a verse that we read, and then a hymn for the week, which I never do because I'm usually doing it by myself, and it just feels weird to sing by myself, but. Then the confession comes and says, Forgive my sins, O Lord. Forgive me the sins of my present and the sins of my past, the sins of my soul and the sins of my body, the sins which I have done to please myself and the sins which I've done to please others. Forgive me my wanton and idle sins. Forgive me my serious and deliberate sins. Forgive me those sins which I know and those sins which I know not, the sins which I have labored so to hide from others that I have hid them from my own memory. Forgive them, O Lord, forgive them all. Of, the great, of thy great mercy, let me be absolved and of thy bountiful goodness, let me be delivered from the bonds of all that my, by my frailty I have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. And I've always liked this confession and, and would love to have it in the church, but I also like the traditional one that we have uh, that everyone basically knows by heart. Um, but I love how first it talks about the forgiveness of sins of time, asking for forgiveness in that. But then what I've underlined in here, forgive me those sins which I know and those sins which I know not, the sins which I have labored so to hide from others that I have hid them from my own memory. Think about that. Sins that we've committed, that we've tried to hide even from our own selves so that no one else can see them, not even us. And yet God sees them and he's not going to hold us accountable for them as much as he wants us to lay those on Christ to know that they've been taken away, that they're not ours anymore. To be honest about ourselves, of our own sinfulness. And to pray that God would help us with that. And then 
the other thing that I want to bring is from the communion service that's in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. And what I, I love about this communion service is that they include in here um, the prayer uh, that it asks for mercy right before we come to the table, where we get done with the preface and we get done with the, the Sanctus. And then we come to this prayer that goes like this. It's, the, it's called the prayer of humble access. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same, Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen. I love that. That, that uh, we do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table. It's one of the hardest things for us to do, right? To be humiliated, to be humbled. And yet it's through our humiliation, through our humbling, that we start to understand our own sinfulness and we're able to understand the sinfulness of others. And then the hope and the prayer is that through the Holy Spirit, through God, through the gift of the gospel, grace flows out of us, mercy flows out of us in our interaction with other sinners so that they might come in contact with Christ. That's the, that's the glories of such a broad and gracious gospel, but it's also the glories of what we call low anthropology, where we understand the extreme sinfulness of sin, the extreme, extreme sinfulness of man, and yet then we learn of the graciousness of, of God and the extreme graciousness of Christ. And I think that's what we get through this prayer, that God might forgive us our sins so that we might forgive others because I've told you before, sin exists to be forgiven. Let us pray. We pray to you, our Father in heaven, that you would not regard our sins nor deny our requests on account of them. For we are not worthy of anything that we ask and have not earned it. Grant us all through grace. Though we daily commit many sins and deserve chastisement alone, help us also on our part to forgive and readily to do good to those who sin against us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, prayers for you, church. I hope that this week goes well for you. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.